Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Dave Rosendahl from the Pixels and Ink podcast. I'm glad you're back here with me today. Hope you're doing well. Look, on my end, things are a little crazy this week. I'm actually about to travel for the first time in probably 13 or 14 months or so. My wife's best friend from high school is getting married in Pittsburgh. And as some of you may know, we have four kids. So the kids aren't coming. They're going to be headed over to grandma and grandpa's house, which is going to be interesting. We've never left them this long. It's going to be about a week. So things are crazy over here on the personal side, not to mention everything that's going on in the business world. So I'm looking forward to the week ahead, but things are a little stressful. Hopefully your week is going well. Listen, today's episode is for anyone who's trying to figure out why their sales and marketing aren't working. And it's for anyone who says, you know what? I know something is off. I've been hearing about this thing called OptiChannel, but what the heck is it really all about? So about a week ago, I was invited to speak at an event for an organization called IPMA. It's IPMA.org. And they are focused on educating, guiding, and supporting what are called in-house print and mail professionals. And they help these organizations grow to service their parent organization. So if you're not familiar with what an implant is, basically think of it like this. It's a full service commercial printing organization inside a larger organization like a university, a financial services company. And what they do is they provide print marketing communication services to their parent organization instead of that parent organization having to outsource the print marketing and communications to an outside company. So they work within the parent organization. And because they know that OptiChannel is the future, they asked me to speak to their members about what the heck is OptiChannel? How does it work? Why does it work? How do you apply it in your marketing and sales? How do you use it? While the session was invite only, they were gracious enough to let me share it with you because they know it has so much value to the marketing community on the whole. So if you're listening to this podcast, you can hear me walk through these different pieces, or you can go to our website and watch the full video there on our website if you wanna see some of the visuals that we used. All right, with that, let's jump right in. So let me start off by saying this. For most organizations, for your parent company, for you, for us as organizations, as people, the last 18 months have been difficult, right? That goes without saying. I know that it's been difficult. And one of the reasons it's been hard is because face-to-face interaction is all but extinct or was all but extinct for many types of organizations, for your parent companies, um, for us as people, even trying to go to the shopping, uh, to go shopping and get stuff that we needed for groceries and such like that. And so it required over the last 18 months or so, a certain toughness, a fight in order to make things sustainable. It was really a tough time. Now, the same was true for us here at MindFire, but because we applied these principles, which I'm about to get into here, because we applied this idea of opti-channel and we taught our clients to do the same, we were fortunate. And so I want to share at a very high level with you some of the results, some of the the backdrop, if you will, of what we experienced last year during the heat of the pandemic. And I'm not sharing this to brag. I'm not sharing this to say, look how great we are. But I want you to have the context for how important this is, this new way of communicating, of reaching our constituents, reaching our customers, reaching our prospects. For us, as an organization, we grew 118% in terms of new clients coming into the organization. So often when I share these data, people will say, hey, those were existing clients. It's not as hard to grow revenue from existing clients, but that's not the case here. I'm talking about brand 
new customers coming into the organization. Again, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this so that you can understand that these principles, which I'm about to share with you now, work even in the heat of the pandemic. And what we're seeing is that those trends are continuing to make this even more important. And the word that I'm using to describe all of this is OptiChannel. You see it on the screen. You saw it in the promotion for the, for the event in advance. And let me clarify or let me define for you what I mean by that. Let me take a little step back and just define this concept uh, so that you can understand how it all comes together. Sounds cliche. I've said this a few times today, but there have been some fundamental foundational change, changes in how people are communicating. And it sounds deceptively simple. What I'm about to share with you, you're going to say, yeah, that makes sense, Dave. But it has profound implications on how we as uh, professionals, for you as an implant, for you as a parent, you know, the parent organization, for us as business professionals, it's significant because for anyone that has a message to communicate, the rules of engagement, the way we connect with other people, that has changed significantly. I would bet that for some of you, you've already realized that things have changed, but you haven't been able to fully, completely articulate it. Maybe you have some theories. One of the benefits that we have here at MindFire is that we're able to look out over numerous industries and a variety of different types of organizations. Like I said, commercial print companies, implants, brands, all sorts of different companies and see what's going on. And so it's through that lens that I'm bringing you this insight today. And the change that I'm describing here, which we argue this notion of opti-channel is really predicated upon, starts with this understanding. Bear with me here. Really hear me when I say this. Producing content correctly is the easiest way for everyone to reach their goals. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. I know it sounds simple, but let me tease that apart for you. Before I talk about what kind of content I'm referring to here, I want to answer the question, why do you even say that, Dave? Why is that, that important? Why does that matter right now? What I want to argue humbly to you today is that I want you to hear this with fresh ears and fresh eyes. Whether you want to sell more print service, your parent organization with more print services, print-related products, whether it's someone looking for a job, or heck, let me pull this one up. Let me move my big old head out of the way here. Whether you're looking for love, look at this. I found this as I was preparing um, for today's presentation. A millionaire looking for his wife, exclusive VIP event, June 7th, even has a URL down here where you can go and apply to meet this person here, right? This is all content. All of these goals, selling print, helping your parent organization reach their customers and their prospects, finding a job, even finding love, right? I'm, I'm using somewhat of a silly example, but that's all driven by content. That's how we get our message to people. And what's changed is how we deliver that content to the recipient. I argue this is true for you on the personal level. I argue it's true for your parent organization. And I suggest that this is something that we all need to start to pay attention to in order to ride this wave of change. Now, as I was preparing, I came across this one as well. <laughs> this is uh, somebody who evidently saw that last billboard that I just showed you. And it says, if the millionaire doesn't work out, 
here's your chance to settle for much, much less. A guy's name's Braden. He even has his own URL up here, datebraden.com. Somebody should, uh, should hire that guy. Pretty smart kid. Again, the idea being here, Braden, like the other millionaire, they are leveraging content to get their message out in front of people. So let me build on this thesis. Let me build on this idea. Producing content and sharing it daily in the channels, in the apps that actually matter to today's consumer is the easiest way for our organizations, for us as people to reach our goals. Now, I said something a little bit differently there. I said daily. And I bet that some of you are thinking, man, I can barely stay on top of my workload. I got things going crazy. I got fires going on. I got all this stuff going on. How am I supposed to help my organization, help my parent organization share content daily? Well, let me tell you what we're seeing across the industry and why this is so important. These are three trends that we see across numerous industries that necessitate, that require that as marketing communication professionals, we think about how we're communicating with our audience in a new way. First trend, number one, and I'm generalizing this, prospects and customers, people that we want to do business with, that your parent organization wants to do business with, people are busier than ever. And if you ask any salesperson, if you ask any, even just think about it for yourself, how often are people picking up the phone? How often are they responding to you when you want to meet to share a new idea? Even I bet for you reaching up to your parent organization, I bet sometimes even that's difficult. That's trend number one. This is the first reason why sharing content in the OptiChannel model is important. Trend number two, drop a two if this resonates with you. As much as we like to think that, for example, the parent organization or even the customers of our parent organization remember the things that we can do for them, the services that we can provide, the benefits that we can provide for them. They place orders, they ask for services, from competitors simply because they've forgotten everything that our organization can do for them. I'm generalizing this because I know we have a lot of different industries here. But the idea is our customers, our prospects, if you believe trend one, that people are busier than ever, you compound that by the fact that often these people are forgetting customers and prospects, students, whoever it is that we serve, ultimately, they forget what we can offer them. And often they go elsewhere. How many of you resonate with that? Drop a two if that resonates with you. Thirdly, there is this change, especially within print, and I'm personalizing this to my print friends here, where print is seen as non-innovative in some situations. Digital has taken over the conversation in many places. And because of that, some budget is moving to digital, moving away from print. You need to be aware of that, but there are ways to combat that. The side effect of that, however, is that often as print professionals, as printers, we're not asked to sit at the table to have some of these higher level marketing discussions. So if any of these trends resonate with you, if any of these are things that you say, yeah, Dave, I hear you on that. These things make sense to me. What's the answer? Well, that's what we're talking about here. Producing content and sharing it daily in these channels, in these optimal channels, that's how this idea of OptiChannel comes together, in the places that matter for today's consumer, and in some cases, that is print. We're gonna talk about that here. That's how you're gonna overcome this. 
So how do you do this? You might be thinking, Dave, sounds great. All the stuff you're talking about sounds good, but how do you actually do this? And I know there's folks here that feel like, man, with the chaos of the last 18 months, with everything that's going on, now there's this energetic, jacked up guy here talking to me saying, hey, you need to do more. You need to be communicating more. You need to be pushing more content out there. I know that can sound overwhelming, but I argue, regardless of your view of the world, regardless of where you are, it could be in a print organization, you could be working for the parent organization, the modern framework for communicating your message has never been easier to understand, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's easy to employ unless you see the full strategy of what's um, going on here. So that's what I wanna show you right now. If you look at the screen, there are four key steps here. There's four pieces to the framework, to this OptiChannel framework, all right? It's intoxicatingly simple, but the ramifications are profound. Here's step number one. In this new model, as you think about how you are going to communicate your message through these different channels, for your organization as an implant or for your parent organization, what I argue is as you think about this new model, this new way, number one, you need to figure out how you or your organization best communicates. Let me show you what I mean by that. Generally speaking, there are three modalities of communication. Words, so things like blog posts, content, things that are written in words, communicating via words, pictures and video, and audio, things like podcasts. And so what we have seen is that as organizations identify the strength or a strength in terms of how they communicate their message, whether that be in words, video, or audio, that's the first step in understanding how to begin to take, be proactive in taking charge, in taking this new change and working it as a, to your advantage. That's the first thing. What modality is your organization best in? Number two, what we often see is that organizations, this is true of your parent organization, this is true for us as people, just as individuals, is that we have to realize in our communication, whether it's through print, whether it's through digital, whether it's through the marriage of digital and print, that the value, the message, what we're putting out into the world has to align with the needs of the consumer, of the recipient. And very often, it has very little to do with our selfish desires and interests, right? As an organization or as a company, as a marketer, the intent, the reason why we're communicating needs to put the customer front and center. And again, I know this sounds cliche, but it's really foundational to understanding how this works. Thirdly, and this is where a lot of organizations are starting to move today, and we're seeing this across the board. You need to learn your parent organization, your company, your implant, needs to learn how to produce multiple pieces of content per day, contextualized to the locations where today's consumer is hanging out. That might be Facebook. That might be Instagram. That might be LinkedIn. That might be TikTok. If those words are scary to you, if those words are new to you, or if you think, no, my customers aren't hanging out, our parent organization's customers don't hang out in those locations. That isn't up to us to decide. That's up to the market to decide where those eyeballs are. So that's step number three. Step number four, organizations have to learn how to siphon that engagement back into the company 
as leads or as sales or as interested potential customers or as customers who want to buy more services from the organization. So that's the fourth piece is organizations have to learn how to take that digital engagement, take the stuff that's happening online and turn it into conversations, turn it into leads, turn it into sales. That's it. Okay. That's how the process works. If I put a a visual to it, I'm going to throw that up here on the screen. Here's how the OptiChannel framework looks. Now, again, the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because this is a change that we're seeing in the market. This is a change we're seeing across numerous industries. Depending on where you are in the implant, depending on where you are in the parent organization, this may or may not be something that's on your desk yet. But I would imagine that most of you would agree with the fact that consumer behavior has changed. This model that you're seeing here on the screen helps you understand how to address that and use it to your advantage. So step number one, choose words, video, or audio. In other words, commit to the modality of communication that is important to your audience and that your organization is strong in. Step number two, ensure that your communication is providing value to the recipient. Step number three, broadcast multiple times per day where the audience for your product, for your service, where that audience is hanging out. Print, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, lots of different channels. But what we have to do as opti-channel marketers and salespeople is reverse engineer from where the attention is right now, where the consumer's attention is right now, and be present in that location. That's a big shift for many organizations. And then fourthly, you have to learn how to siphon that engagement, turn it into leads, turn it into sales. Now, just recently, came across this here. This was about a month ago, three weeks ago. 64% of people read all or most of their direct mail versus 48% for digital messages. So when you see this here, when I say, look, we have to be considering where our audience hangs out, and it may not be in the places that we necessarily think. It may be in locations that we're not familiar with. New emerging digital channels in some cases. We have to remember that print still plays a very important role. And in fact, and I would assume it's good news for everybody here, but as we look across the MindFire ecosystem, as we look across all sorts of different organizations, print is definitely reaching consumers and reaching businesses in some really exciting ways, especially when it's used in a model like this along with other digital communication. Okay, so what I'm trying to say here are two very important things. One, don't ignore the electronic channels, but two, print still plays a very important role in this process. Now, I often hear when I talk to people about, hey, you have to use the opti-channel philosophy. You have to think about where your customers and your prospects are hanging out. You got to be in those locations. You need to contextualize the communication at scale, digitally and in print to make sure that you're reaching those pockets of customers and prospects. I often hear excuses. We can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not in any of those digital channels. My organization doesn't have that capacity. I want to show you a different way of looking at that. What I think is an excuse, I understand it's difficult, but this is the opportunity in front of us. I use this illustration from time to time with folks. Imagine, this is actually about, this is actually about 60 minutes away from me here in, in California, up the coast, okay? Imagine if you could go back in time 
the opportunity that I'm describing to you right now that I believe your organization, your parent organization has is like being able to go back in time and buying this plot of land right here. Because today, if you had made that investment then, this is what it would be. Now, you might be thinking, ah, all of the beachfront property, all of these digital opportunities that you're talking about, Dave, those have already, somebody's already taken a hold of those. Maybe we're behind the curve. I don't think so. But even if you say that's true, maybe you're not buying beachfront property, but maybe you're buying one street back from the beach. The opportunity is still tremendous. Let me give you another example. Let me put it another way. LinkedIn. There are ways to make direct mail, to make print more effective in tandem with LinkedIn. Now, if you think LinkedIn is only for B2B, that is true. It works for B2B. If you think there's no B2C activity happening on LinkedIn, that's not true. That's false. What I want you to understand is there are ways to combine print and LinkedIn because LinkedIn happens to be one of those optimal channels right now. Let me tell you what I mean by that on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of these places right now where what we call organic reach, meaning you can go to LinkedIn, you can publish something as a company or as an individual representing your company, and you can literally have it like, like this stadium that you see here. You can have it reach a stadium size group of people. I'm talking tens of thousands of people for free. So LinkedIn is in a state right now where it needs quality content in order to service all the eyeballs that are on LinkedIn. And so when your organization, when you fill that pipe, when you feed that beast, that content, that marketing message can be put in front of tens of thousands, in some cases, millions of people for free without even having to go to the ad product. That's why I'm saying this is so important to understand. The right places where folks are hanging out could be LinkedIn for your organization. It may not be, but you need to figure that out. Now, when you think of LinkedIn, you might say, well, getting to 80,000 people, you need to have a huge following. Our organization isn't that big on LinkedIn, or I'm not that big on LinkedIn. Let me show you an example so that you don't think that this is out of reach. This is what actually one of our team members here, Mackenzie. She's an incredible MindFire team member. Look, she has 891 followers, but look at the number of views. Just so you know that I'm not blowing smoke here. 85,306 views of this piece of content in the feed. So it's not a one-to-one -one relationship, right? It, even if you only have a hundred people, a few hundred people, a few thousand people, the way it works right now, when you understand the OptiChannel philosophy is that piece of content that you promote, maybe tied to a direct mail campaign, tied to print campaigns, can potentially be amplified many times in a place like LinkedIn. The key is, one of the things that's very important to know about how to do this is that the value, what we put out into these pipes, what we put out into the world has to bring value to the recipient, really? Doesn't care about our feelings, right? Doesn't care what we think is valuable, you have to deliver value for the audience. So I try to think of an example of what would be germane to all of us here. And since we work with a lot of commercial printers, I thought, okay, one example of what not to do might be something like this. If we're talking to a commercial printer, many of us know what the HP Indigo is, beautiful piece of equipment. But I see a lot of commercial printers, as an example, put messages out into the world like this. And I'm making it simple just for this illustration. Hey, hire us. We print on Indigos. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Indigo. I love Indigo. 
But that message doesn't necessarily resonate like something like this, perhaps. And again, I'm contextualizing this to commercial print organizations. If they go out and say something like this instead, seven things you need to know when picking your next print partner. If Dave, if Alicia, if John, if Lori, if Bobby, if Mike happens to be thinking about looking for a new print partner, this might be the thing that catches his or her eye. In other words, it's providing value to the recipient as opposed to being a me-centered message that's focused on the fact that we've got this cool technology. Again, not saying anything bad about Indigo. I'm just trying to make the point about how if we put ourselves in the shoes, in the place of the consumer, that's who we need to be delivering the value to. So I know that many of you employ or use direct mail as you're servicing your parent organization. So let me just clarify something because I know I'm talking about digital quite a bit in this conversation. I said this already once, but I want to underscore the point. I'm not saying that the opti-channel philosophy excludes direct mail. In fact, like I said, we're seeing a tremendous amount of opportunity initiated by direct mail, employing direct mail. The point is that you need to consider how to get print to work well with these other digital locations. And for many people, these digital locations are largely unknown, meaning because you're not on those platforms or you're not actively using them, organizations, companies, large and small, are missing huge opportunities to engage their market in those locations. So I'm not saying that you should do email over direct mail. I'm not saying that you should use text messaging over email. I'm not saying that you should use Facebook over LinkedIn. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to find where your parent organization's customer base is hanging out or prospect base is hanging out and be there. And you have to work backwards. Now, I mentioned TikTok as an example. And I'm bringing it back up here on the screen because as marketing communication professionals, as business leaders, as communicators, as people with a message that we need to share for our organization or for the parent organization, you have to be open-minded. TikTok is a location like LinkedIn where brands, businesses are enjoying huge organic reach. Again, when I say organic reach, I mean that you can literally produce a piece of content and have it seen by an order of magnitude more people than you're connected to or, or that are following you right now. Huge opportunity. Another location like that is Clubhouse. How many of you have never heard of Clubhouse? Drop an X in the Q&A if you've never heard of Clubhouse. Go over there right now, and then I'll get some feedback from the team here. Clubhouse is another location, another digital, it happens to be audio location, where there's a tremendous amount of attention high value attention that you can be tapping into that your parent organization that you as an organization could be tapping into where there's a lot of attention right now a lot of consumer attention that many people just aren't taking advantage of so i see the feedback coming in here in the chat this is helpful please keep that coming in so if you're sitting there thinking okay dave so you're talking about all these locations i've never heard of tiktok timbuktu clubhouse all these other places we're printing mail i understand print mail i'm not on social i'm not a digital native i hear what you're saying but i'm just not i humbly submit to you folks that's a problem could be an excuse what i want you to think about what i hope i can communicate to you in this time we have together open up your thinking level up your thinking so to speak and think about how can you use these channels that I'm talking to you about today with direct mail, with print, print plus, 
that's where there's a huge opportunity for you and for the next generation of print lovers and print professionals, marketing communication professionals to come in and really transform the industry. Here's the point. As much as we love print, as much as I talk about print, what I want you to remember is don't get married to the channel. The whole idea behind OptiChannel, I'm going to bring myself up here bigger on the screen so I can make this point here. The whole idea of OptiChannel is that we shouldn't get married to the channel. We should get married to where the customers are, where the prospects are. In many cases, that is direct mail. In many cases, that's a digital location. That's what we should be infatuated with. That's what we should be married to is understanding where the market is right now. And it starts with, like I said, figuring out what is the communication style that's best for our organization, for the organization we service, for the organization we work for. Is it words, pictures, video, or audio? What modality of communication do we need to push out there? What channels do we need to push it through? Where the customers, where the prospects are hanging out, they may be places that you're not aware of. Like I said, TikTok, right? Clubhouse. Just install those apps. Just start to get familiar with them. If they sound scary, I'll help you. Shoot me a message on LinkedIn. I'll walk you through it. But you need to understand where attention is right now. Now, the other way of looking at this, I want you to think about it like this. I often use this example, is our job as marketers, as communication professionals, your job if you're servicing your parent organization, your job if you're trying to get a message out into the world is to fill the modern communication pipes. That's what I have illustrated here on the screen. Your job is to fill those pipes with content. You might be pushing direct mail into those pipes. You might be pushing Facebook content. You might be pushing LinkedIn. You might be pushing some of these newer channels that I'm describing to you here, but your job is to fill those pipes these communication pipes with content. What's interesting, and this is data from LinkedIn specifically, if you think, man, we're late to the game, or I'm far behind, our organization's far behind on embracing LinkedIn, or maybe we've tried and it just hasn't really done anything for us. Let me tell you what's going on. Less than 1% of organizations, one, less than 1% of people are actually producing and publishing content. This is specific to LinkedIn. Less than 1% of people are filling those pipes with content. What that means for you, friends, colleagues, is that there is a huge opportunity. There's a big hunger on the part of these digital channels to be fed with organic content, with free content. Less than 1% of organizations, less than 1% of people are actually doing that. And that is a strategic advantage to be able to help your parent organization sell more, do more, whatever it is that organization is looking to do. That is a big strategic advantage once you realize that. The point that I'm trying to make here is that if you imagine your parent organization, your implant, you and your customer, the space between that is largely filled today by the internet, these electronic channels, right? The internet is really that pathway between us as an organization and the recipient of that value. So the only thing we have left to do, and I'm simplifying it greatly, but the only thing we have left to do is communicate, is to figure out how to contextualize communication to use these modern delivery mechanisms 
to get our audience to take action. And I think this is really important, especially for my print friends. Print is an essential channel. Print is under pressure from digital. But print and digital working together in this manner can produce some amazing results. We all have, if you, I asked you to pull out your cell phones a few minutes ago, we all have tremendous power in our hands now to be able to do all of these things that I'm talking to you about. If you think, you know what, Dave, you're saying we have to do digital, we need to do video. Our organization doesn't have a budget to go out and get things uh, shot. We don't have video equipment, things like that. Maybe you don't. I got to tell you, friends, on your cell phone, in your hands, I bet 90% of you can shoot 4K. It's a setting. That's more than enough. If you say, look, my organization wants to do a podcast, but I don't know where to start. We have a message that we want to get out. We want to get it out through audio. I don't know where to start. You can literally record a podcast on your cell phone. You have to take advantage of the assets that you have in hand right now. Uh, my friend Gary V often talks about it this way. Maybe you've heard this. What is the ROI of a basketball? Anybody know? Go over to the Q&A and drop. What is the ROI of a basketball? It's a strange question, right? For me, I take that basketball, I go up for a dunk, <laughs> I end up in the hospital. Not good. But for LeBron James, the ROI of a basketball is billions. A point that I'm trying to make metaphorically speaking here, is that we have in our hands, our organization, your staff, you have basketballs, if you will, in your hands right now that have limitless, untapped potential to be able to reach our prospects and our customers in ways that we have never been able to before. Is that making sense? Drop a one in the Q&A. Drop a one. If you're understanding what I'm saying, I want to get some feedback from the IPMA team. Drop a one. What you have to do is understand this model, understand how consumer behavior is changing, and then your organization or you have to put in the reps. You got to put in the hard work and you got to make it happen. So in summary of this model here, let me walk through one more time what I'm talking about here. OptiChannel, this philosophy, this idea is predicated on the notion that in order to make modern marketing work, modern communication work, we have to think about things differently. We have to reverse engineer. We have to back engineer from where our market's attention is right now. It may not be in a place that we're comfortable. That doesn't matter. We got to figure out where that attention is now. Where are they hanging out? Where is the eyeball? Where are the eyeballs? so that we can understand where that attention is. Then once we do that, we need to learn how to contextualize content to engage them and orchestrate a tapestry, if you will, of meaningful interactions, whether that be print and Facebook, print and LinkedIn, Clubhouse and print. In the small number of channels that matter, and repeat that process and do it at scale. I want to clarify one thing I say here. When I say contextualized content, I know I often get this question from folks. What do you mean by that, Dave? What do you mean by contextualizing content? Well, I can tell you from experience, having worked with numerous print organizations, 
When a print organization, an implant, a commercial printer says, hey, we've got a project here where we want to take what we've been pushing out through direct mail, let's say, and we want to do it in email. And I'm making a very simple illustration here, so I hope no one takes us the wrong way. I will often see the print organization take that direct mail piece and say, hey, how do we put this PDF into the email and how do we send that out? That's the email that we want to send that piggybacks off of the direct mail piece. Wait a second. The way consumers, the way you interact with email is different than the way you interact with direct mail, right? We're in different places of mind. We're in different uh, locations. We're using different devices, different ways of pulling in that information. And so I'm making a simple example of here saying, look, the way you contextualize the message for direct mail is not how you do it through email, is not how you do it through Facebook, is not how you do it through LinkedIn, through these digital channels. The organizations that are doing this well understand that in order to communicate with their audience in this way, that communication needs to be contextualized, modified, changed, needs to be edited to fit that channel in order to be native to that location. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk to you today. You might be able to tell I'm a little bit passionate about this, and it's really because it's an exciting time. Uh, to be able to be leading this movement at the forefront of helping all sorts of different organizations understand how to adopt this mindset, how to adopt this philosophy, how to mechanize this with software and how to put the right uh, components in place to be able to take advantage of this significant change. All right, folks, well, hope this has been of value to you. If you got a little bit of insight out of this, would you go over to the Q&A and just drop a couple of X's, just drop some X's in there. I appreciate all of you. Thank you again. I look forward to hearing from you and we'll talk to everybody soon. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I want to thank IPMA again for allowing us to share this exclusive content with you. I hope you got as much out of it as the attendees said they did. Now, before you go, please, if you're listening on iTunes or wherever you're listening, I want you to leave us a rating and a review. And I've mentioned this to you before, but what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to read that on the air in an upcoming episode. So it's going to give you and your company some free PR. So take advantage of that. Go rate and review this podcast and I'll read it in one of the upcoming episodes. All right, with that, I'm out. I'm going to head to Pittsburgh and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.